All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We are mixing it up a bit today. We have the regular host around the table, Pastor Josh Bales from the Well of Boise. That's me, and then Pastor Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring. Glad you're here today, brother. Glad to be here. Good day. And we got some we got some guest hosts with us today. Pastor Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Church. I got to say. Yep. Um, we have been singing a lot more psalms. Yeah, praise <laughs> the, the Lord at our yeah. church. That's one of your distinctives, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. We're one of the things that separates us if, is we sing the psalms only, and we sing a cappella, so we don't have a musical instrument. Yeah, but. I gotta say, man, um, we actually do that. Um, uh, ben, Ben, and I, and uh, Pastor Paul at our church will will break during the day and sing out of uh, the psalms in uh, meter. Okay, the psalms of David yeah, meter. Uh-huh. So precious, so great. Yeah. Well, it's great, but uh, singing a cappella, I don't even sing. So, <laughs> you know, in fact, I tell all the I, I tell the sound technicians to make sure that they um, cancel out my voice, you know, before it goes. Mute me, mute me, <laughs> mute, mute me. me. This is, there are times when I need to be muted. The uh, best is so when I forget so, to turn off my mic and yeah. I go back and sit down, and then they can hear me coming through. Somebody the mains. told me that I sing like a pastor should, loud. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Hey, God's that's, make a that's, joyful that noise. was the most you know, important that's, thing. That's <laughs> and then also we have a pastoral intern Ben Rao from the Well. Also glad you're here today, brother. Hello, glad to be here. Yeah. Well, um, this Thursday is May 26th. Uh, it's Ascension Day, and uh, I think that a lot of us have Easter so far back in our rearview mirror that we forget that there are events that happened after the resurrection that are so vital. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Ascension Day. Uh, it's the day that we uh, commemorate that Jesus ascended into heaven 40 yeah, for, days after yeah. the resurrection. Yeah, 40 yeah. days after the resurrection, there were appearances by by Christ that wasn't just a an empty period of time, but you know, he appeared to a number of people, five hundred at one time, to the apostles. We we have records of that in Scripture, and so um, all that was preparation for the fact that he was going to depart. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think that's an important thing to just to remember. You know, he's because sometimes we tend to kind of think it's like, okay, he died, he resurrected, and then boom, he's up in glory. But no, he was walking around ministering on earth for forty days after. Yeah. Yeah, and Acts chapter 1 says that he gave many infallible proofs, I think the King James says it. Mm-hmm. Well, so this is such an important event that uh, the Apostles' Creed actually lists it in um, the essentials of the Christian faith. So, I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Now, the Apostles' Creed only, I mean, it was, is it fair to say that the Apostles' Creed only included the most important things? Well, the uh, Apostles' uh, Creed is Trinitarian, and, and, and a creedal statement, first of all, we have to recognize that creedal statements are used in Scripture, too. You know, this isn't just some new form of, yeah. uh, of something, you know, Deuteronomy 6, 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, is a creedal statement, as, mm-hmm. as well as, it, you know, you might even say what, what Peter said uh, when he confessed Christ, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's a, that's a creedal statement. So, uh, creedal statements are, you know, in to Christianity, we we make prop, we say propositional truth, and with the Apostles' Creed, uh, we're not you know it wasn't 
we have to re- recognize it wasn't that the apostles wrote this, but this was a summary of the th- things that the apostles taught. Yeah, we're and not so, talking about the band Creed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah That's a cool please, band, yeah. though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not to be confused. Not to be confused. You know, so so th- that was that's a, that's an important part um, that we recognize. So they they're recognizing um, you know an indispensable link in the chain of of expressing of Christ's birth and his his death and his uh, suffering his, his his resurrection and then the, the ascension into heaven is an important part of the things that we believe that's right so in acts chapter 1 we do read that event where it says uh, after Jesus said these things and as they were looking on he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight so that's the ascension so uh, question, um, what happened when Jesus ascended in heaven? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, uh, one prophecy is, uh, there's actually a couple in the Old Testament that gives us a picture. Um, Daniel 7, chapter 13 and 14 is one of those where one like Chap- ascended. Verse 13, 14? 13, 13, sorry. sorry. Yes, <laughs> yeah. chapter 7, verses 13, 14. Yeah, Daniel uh, says, I saw in a night vision, yep. and behold, with the clouds of heaven, there came one like the Son of Man. And he came to the Ancient of Days, which would be God the Father, and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom one that shall not be destroyed. Mm-hmm. So can we hover there just for a second? Because sure. um, didn't Jesus already have all authority? I mean, being the Son of God, he's the second person of the Trinity. We're not... You know, we're not Arians. We didn't say that Jesus was a created being. We believe that he is equal in power to glory as to God the Father. So how can Daniel here say that at his, at his ascension, he was given, so verse 14, he was given dominion. It was something, in other words, that he didn't have before. How do we, how do we parse that out? Well, considering his uh, human nature, I mean, he was, Jesus is 100% God, 100% man. Um, the man, you know, Jesus of Nazareth was born. He was conceived by the Holy Ghost uh, in the womb of the Virgin Mary. And uh, he lived the perfect life of righteousness, fulfilled all of his own requirements that we couldn't keep. And then he suffered and died as one who broke. And as part of fulfilling what God had, the Father had given him to do, he earned a kingdom. Mm, And it was, that's kind of the thrust of Satan's temptation to him. Satan was offering Jesus an easy way, you know, to right. have a kingdom. Like here, Jesus, if you bow down you and bow worship down me, me, I'll give you the kingdom of the earth. And no, Jesus had to do it the right way. He had to suffer and die. And that's why Peter writes of how the prophets of old, they longed to know what we know and to have that full understanding of what God has done in Christ. Hmm. And they diligently searched the spirit of Christ who was telling them about the sufferings that Christ would endure and the subsequent glories and that ascension is referring to those subsequent glories and the kingdom that jesus receives then is yes he is god eternal but he is also the god man and he receives that kingdom through what he accomplished you know theologians will often make distinctions between um like three different kingdoms like as the second person in the of the trinity as the son of god 
um, his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, as Psalm 103 or Daniel chapter 4 would say. Um, but as the, the, the God-man, as you were just pointing out, he, he has a messianic kingdom. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is one distinction that we have with our, our dispensational brothers, is that um, they don't believe that Jesus will be crowned as the messianic king, as the, the Davidic king that was promised in, sec- in, in, first, in Second Samuel until the second coming. Mm-hmm. So we actually believe that when Jesus ascended in heaven, that he was given all authority, all dominion. Um, so when, when uh, Adam lost, um, when Adam fell into a sin, that dominion, he lost dominion. He lost that cultural mandate that God had given him. And, and Satan essentially took the, the reins of, of this world, so to speak. Jesus, when he ascended in heaven, after, after you said that he, he earned all righteousness, he, he performed all perfect obedience, God gave the kingdoms of the world into his hand. Isn't that exactly what we find in the Great Commission? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the part we often miss. We, we go right to the, well, you know, go and make disciples of all right. nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, teaching them to observe everything that I have um, taught you. But it was the first part. Right. That was the important part. All, all that authority. All that's based yeah. on that first. I mean, the reason why we can go and make disciples is because the king has told us to do it. That's right. Mm-hmm. So what does Jesus have authority over? Is it just like the four walls of the church? All authority. Is it just the, the authority over our own personal piety? Or, or, or what is he in control of? Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth, everything. All things, yeah. So let's draw that out a little bit. Like, does that mean that he he has a way that husbands and wives should live together? Yeah. Children, how we should raise our children, how we should do our economics. Well, this is the whole thing about, you know, uh, people try to separate, uh, you know, him as Savior from Lord. Uh, you know, you can have him as your Savior and not have him as your Lord. Um you know, this was you know years ago. There was a whole big debate over the what people called lordship salvation. Yeah. Well, there's no way you can separate those things. You know, he mm-hmm. is savior mm-hmm. and lord. He is he is the lord who is the savior. He he is the he is he has all authority. You know, when he when uh, he he ascends into heaven, you know, he now has the <laughs> glory that he had before he came to earth. When he when he in in essence set that aside by taking on the form of a servant, mm-hmm. um, and so so uh, Daniel, you know, you know, here you have uh, you know Daniel seven prophecy, you know, and Jesus is coming on the clouds of heaven. The Son of Man is is really count, crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords by the by the Father. Yeah. Um, it's the same thing that you have in Psalm two. It's a, a coronation. That's exactly where I was going to go. It's a coronation <laughs> psalm. You know, mm-hmm. you know the, you know the, you know, you, know, you know, so you have this same thing happening there. I'll let you pick up Psalm two if you want. Yeah, Can I interject real quick, like, please. Because another Psalm, Psalm twenty four, I think, is oh, also yeah. one that is sometimes overlooked in this prophetic, you know, Christ kingdom. I mean, we have. Verse 7 and following, lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, lift up, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. 
Um, Psalm 24 is the celebration psalm of Christ's ascension and return home. Mm, yeah. I mean, you've got him. He's He's gone to earth. He's done battle. He's fought the war. He's won, and he's coming home. And these verses give us a picture of the massive celebration that must have taken place as the king of glory yeah. comes home to mm. take his throne. Yeah. Victoriously. Victorious. Yeah. Yep. Mighty in battle. Amen. Well, let's let the Brit read Psalm two. Sure. Can you? None <laughs> of these American voices. Yeah, I mean, these trash um, voices. That's right. Can you? Can you maybe um, read in verse seven and following? I will tell of the decree the Lord said to me: "You are my son. Today I have begotten you." Okay, I'm interrupt you real quick. <laughs> so, real quick, I, I think that's kind of mysterious language, but Paul tells us what that means in yeah. Acts uh, when when David says. Um, you are my son today have begotten you speaking mm. in the voice of god the father that's specifically the resurrection jesus silences the the pharisees with with these words right mm-hmm. yep so we know that uh, we might not know what this is if you're just reading psalm 2 but we know this is the resurrection so after the resurrection then tell us now now continue ask of me and i will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession you shall break them with a rod of iron and dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, O kings, be wise, be warned. O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry and you perish in the way, for his wrath is quickly kindled. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Okay, so perfect. We see two things. Can One, you just read some more? I mean, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So great. Two things here, though. Um, one, it's giving us the doctrine of justification by faith alone, that we're blessed if we take refuge in him. But two, he's saying that all the nations on the earth now are the heritage of Christ, that he's not just Lord over one little part, mm. but over every part of all creation. Yep. You've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.